0: What's up, everybody You're listening to Lyles Movie Files? I am he, Jeffrey Lyles. Joining me today is one and only big gun. Gunner, what's up?
1: What's good, we're good. Glad we made it to the snowstorm number one.
0: Jace, what's up with you, little brother?
2: Good. Uh, that light dusting that we thought we were gonna have was a fun ten inches. Uh, and glad to be back out in the world, uh, seeing the folks, and now back to podcasting. All right.
0: The important thing is we did get a snowball fight in jay king what's up with you man
3: oh man i'm loving life um you know it's day what 137 of the government shutdown <laughs> it doesn't it never seems like it's gonna end to all our uh our, our, our listeners who may be furloughed please keep your head up and like uh the opm guideline says consult your personal attorneys and uh make some adjustments like uh you know, hang, put your keep your G, your golf streams in the in the hangars, uh, dock your yachts. You know, you know, make those adjustments so that you can, you know, maintain your lifestyles. I'm I'm praying for everybody. I'm praying for us all. So let's give them, let's give them what they need, Jeff and everybody.
0: First up, The Punisher drops this Friday on Netflix. And of course, we're all awaiting the inevitable announcement on. Friday at 3 a.m. The Punisher will be canceled and there won't be a season three. But what right. are you guys hoping for this season?
1: I just I, I would like to see the continuation of the story. I'm wondering if there are going to be any cameos of the canceled show uh, headliners. Never know, so we'll see. I just you know, I think this is probably the best portrayal of Punisher, so I'm just looking forward to
0: the whole thing. I can tell you, so far I'm on episode uh, 11 now and. You will be disappointed on that front, but they do keep some connectivity with the other shows because there are some characters from the other ones popping up and it is very much a sequel to the first season uh, where unlike the first or the other shows kind of did their own different secondary plots when the next season arrived, this one pretty much just follows up where we left off with the last one. Jace, how about you?
2: I was going to say, so this isn't like Jessica Jones where it goes on a, Tangent. I mean, what well, you think is really going to be something cool than just like, like by episode 11, you're just like, why did I keep going? Why does everyone keep saying the show's great? Hmm. I kind um,
0: of feel like by season six of Jessica Jones' second season, I was ready to tap out, but I just kept going just because of you. Uh, go ahead.
2: Uh, honestly, it, it, I mean, they got They got a good, like I said, they got a good portrayal of Punisher if they continue the storyline, because there were, there was some room to go, and I hope they I hope they actually, the one thing, and I have no experience on this, but I really like when they were actually talking about, like, his his past military service, like, that part, like, I really hope they continue that, because even for somebody who doesn't see that all the time, it's like, if I can get a, a glimpse into that world, even if it's not a, a perfectly accurate portrayal, it's like, I can empathize, like, damn, th- those guys really do go through some crap. I mean, I mean, even if that's like a fictitious writer just saying, kind of. I mean, it sounds. I mean, it sounds good versus some of the shows that we hear that just sound very tone deaf. But I think, I think we actually heard that some of the military folks had actually really liked the portrayal in season one of Punishers, like uh, the group sessions and kind of what the guys go through. So if they can continue that and come up, I mean, come up with a good bad guy, I'm, I'm, I'm be very happy for the show.
0: Well, I can tell you Jason Armour, who played Curtis, the guy who ran those group services or group sessions, is back, and he has a very big role in the season. Okay. And they are several. Uh, one of the big subplots for this season is uh, a group of veterans. So, yeah.
2: Okay, Jeff, can I, can I uh, did they do, since you're on episode 11, did they do a good job like they did the first season where it's like, all of the subplots start coming together into the main story? Yes. They
0: oh, right. do... I think it starts off a little slower because of a character, a new character who never really works for me just because of that thought of this is probably going to be last season of Punisher. I wish they'd do something else. But by this point, maybe like episode 7, they start reducing that character's importance to the main story and it's just kind of going on to like the main event if you will and so when they did that it was like oh shoot okay now it's about to get really good like uh this last string of episodes there have been four really good episodes that I have rated no less than a nine so they've been really good and when it started I was probably a little bit lower on those ratings you know what's interesting is that maybe Punisher's second season will have more people watching it because more people will be actually be home hmm. to watch the show
4: early Friday. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say early now.
2: Early. I mean, I guess the engagement uh, can't uh, drive uh, Punisher to a third season since we all know it's it's inevitably getting canceled. So
4: exactly. I want to
2: see what I want to see what Netflix says. Is just if they just just fully admit like we're going to lose all these shows because our partnership with Disney is ending. Like just not, not say it's because of viewership or engagement, just like, Hey, our our business arrangement is moved uh, to something different. And now we're asking you to pay $2 extra for the same stuff you saw before.
1: Right. But yeah, I'm sure they'll see a spike in the D's Washington DC area. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean, and maybe a few outskirts of Pennsylvania, and
3: West Virginia, and
1: a little bit, you know, to Richmond, where the government contracts usually are, you know what I mean? This is like, pretty sure they'll see a spike of viewership within this region, but like you said to Jason, I don't think they'll ever, <laughs> they're never going to, I don't think they're going to admit anything. They're just going to be like, we're out, because I think Netflix feels like they lost, right?
0: I don't know. I mean, I feel like of, of the shows that they've canceled, um daredevil is still one of their more popular and most streamed shows which i think is very funny because you know they'll announce hey 44 million people stream bird box but yet we've never heard any other kind of ratings for any other shows and because they've been so silent about how the netflix marvel shows have done i'm thinking they're probably in that top 10 too but wasn't that the director kind of producer Saying kind of quoting numbers,
2: not an internal Netflix person with the like kind of how many people had viewed the show,
0: they would have no idea. I mean it's only Netflix people there's a group that claims they've figured out Netflix algorithm, but I don't understand how they could do that without having access to Netflix servers, so it's just I feel like they could always they could take whatever they want, speaking of Netflix now because since we're on that topic, Netflix is doing a big price increase for everybody. And I think their basic regular subscription rate is going up to $13 a month. Now, I think given what Netflix provides, and especially with all the new series and all of the onslaught of movies and the quality of those films, I don't think that's a bad deal. I I think maybe $20 is the tipping point of Netflix. I don't think they can get Past that and have as many people subscribe. But do you guys think this price increase is going to hurt Netflix or do you think it's justified given the quality and quantity of their shows?
3: That's no, not going to hurt. I mean, for what it's worth, it's still cheaper than HBO. And HBO doesn't offer half of what they used to offer. And I look at HBO and what they don't give you no more. Number one is boxing. And that was something I wanted to put on the uh, uh, one of the posts I wanted to put up on the site, Jeff. After what, forty years of of boxing programming on HBO, we saw our last HBO fight on December third, and it was it was a snoozer. So I was you know, wondering my, about that. I, I, yeah. I'm
4: like,
1: so it wasn't okay. I thought I was really wondering about that because I'm like, you know, me and my dad used to watch HBO boxing like the yeah. night after or the morning after. It was like a breakfast. Right. Cause usually I'm like, you know, asleep or something. So we always, you know, I just remember the smell of eggs and bacon, for definitely. And, bacon. and the fights on, right? Fights yeah. on. So when my 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 mother in law was in town, you know, watching, you know, helping us with Bernie at first, you know, it was just me and Bernie watching boxing. He was like, you know, I mean, all of three months old into it, like, right? And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like being my kid. This is great. Now,
3: <laughs> the tradition continues. Then,
1: yeah, And so, like maybe. Three, two weeks ago, I realized, hey, where's the boxing? Right. So it wasn't just me. I was sitting here like, maybe they just took a break for the winter. They just Come took on. it off, huh?
3: That's gone. HBO sports, HBO boxing is a thing of the past. They're still going to do, uh, I think, real sports, but it, it, that's really falling off. Another piece I of HBO, mean... not to just hop on HBO, uh, because the topic is Netflix, but like I said, HBO Go is still more than Netflix, and they don't offer you things like. HBO Boxing. They don't offer. Remember the America Undercover series that was so great on uh, HBO? Mm-hmm. These things are gone, right? So right. Netflix, I mean, having to pay another, what, $2 more or three of the, mm-hmm. two, what is it now? I don't even remember. Rita. I think they
0: said it's a 25% increase, which is
3: probably sh- about 13.
0: I think maybe it's 18 for the HD folks or the 4K hey, folks.
3: To, to be able to watch Glow, to be able to watch Efforts for Family, And and the documentaries, like the great Quincy Jones documentary they did and several Mm -hmm. others on there. I'll pay the 13 bucks. It's still, I I find myself watching more Netflix than I do any network on TV. Yeah. I mean,
0: and, and the other thing for me is like I was, you know, I'm in the midst of a move and I couldn't, you know, we had to turn the cable off. So uh, I wasn't able to finish one of the shows that I had on my DVR and it was already on Netflix. So I was able to finish the last four just from popping on Netflix, which is great. And their quick turnaround for seasons when they wrap up is a real incentive you know, for something else. And I, I really want to harp on those movies because they put out a ton of movies in the last two years. Um and they're attracting big name stars like Will Smith, Joel Edgerton. Mm. And it's not like, oh, this this fallen star who's just Sandra Bullock. On, like, yeah. I mean they're they're getting Oscar winners to show up and headline these films. Mm-hmm. And they've been, you know, they've been a mixed bag, but some have been really, really good. So
3: And not it, for it nothing. Like cheap movies. No, and not for nothing. The the heavy hitters that are are signing, uh, attaching themselves to Netflix projects. The Korn Brothers did a film for Netflix. Sandra Bullock and Will Smith alone. That's as A-list as it gets, right? So don't forget um,
1: Mudbone, wasn't that nominated for stuff too? Well, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah.
3: So there's a there's a lot of high quality content on Netflix, original content on Netflix. Aside from that, like you said, Jeff, we're getting uh 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 the seasons of of, of, of network shows that are premiering like two to three weeks, maybe even sooner after they've wrapped for the season. Um, the the amount of original programming and that's the thing about it. It's not just like Strange da- uh, Strange Days, Orange is the Stranger. New Black, Stranger, Stranger Days. Days. Yeah, Stranger Things. I'm saying Strange Days. I'm thinking about another movie. I'm I'm flicking the uh, the the guide and I saw Strange Days. I'm thinking Stranger Things.
4: But like Strange,
3: <laughs> right? Stranger Things. Uh 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 uh. Orange is the New Black. Glow. You know the the flagship series on Netflix right now. Um there's so much content that they're producing to me the increase is only going to go towards and they're smart enough to do that i think because with the last increase look at the quality of content that we got i mean for what it's worth yeah. the biggest action movies of last year are on netflix right now they're not even on cable black panther isn't on uh, any of the uh, cable outlets yet neither is the war yeah i mean let, yeah, let's yeah. be honest
2: like if it wasn't for game of thrones HBO. In April, was there is no reason to watch HBO.
1: It's just like Game of have,
2: insecure,
1: like, and maybe Silicon Valley. Yeah. But, okay. Guess which? Is that, guess which? Is that, guess, which that, guess which one is about the role? You know what I mean? And Game of right. Thrones is about the role. Right. Go ahead, I was gonna
2: say. So Sorry, out of each one of those, it's like if you were watching each, is it worth, let's say, fifteen twenty dollars a month to watch a show and be locked into a contract? for a year to watch one program every month it's like because what was it like and, and I'm just going like how I paid for DC Universe I paid 80 bucks for the whole year since I've gotten that I've gotten an episode a week of Titans which was good that was the first three months and now that they've rolled out young three episodes of Young Justice I'm like I don't feel like my dollars are got are getting wasted at all but if I was watching HBO I'm like I don't want to watch 90% of the movies on, on this channel, mm-hmm. but I want to watch this one series. And I almost could just pie that on what is it, iTunes every, right. every week or just wait till the season wraps up and just pick it up on, DVD, uh, on, DVD, on Blu-ray and feel like I made a cheaper investment for myself. Mm-hmm.
3: And I, Jace, I don't want to keep bashing HBO, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> it seems like right now, if anybody's noticing, Showtime is kind of leapfrogging HBO. Yep.
4: No, yeah, Showtime Those
3: at? A better. I'll tell yeah. you this.
0: Because the hotel I'm in, they actually have Showtime and not HBO. And every hotel I used to stay in, you know, from the 90s to... 2000 to 2010 it always had HBO. Showtime course. was like the luxury one like, "Oh wow, it's a really good hotel." It's got both of them. But mm-hmm. right. you always had HBO in these in these hotels.
3: Right. It's true. The tables of turn, man. Showtime has better documentaries right now. Uh the their shows are good. Um riveting. It, they have yeah, they have boxing. <laughs> For those And they of those have who boxing. Like boxing yeah. <laughs> showtime was like oh word y'all getting rid of boxes oh, well gunner let me tell you something i don't know if pay-per-view of course you know except, right pay-per-view but i don't know if y'all been paying attention man but the best fights out there are coming on showbox friday nights at 10 p.m mm-hmm. do not miss it you're going to see two guys fighting for a cheese sandwich and it's going to be better than anything you'll pay for uh to pay 90 dollars for on a pay-per-view that, that that's yep. over yeah, and those
2: guys, those guys for those pay-per-views, they they know they are safe investments.
1: Oh yeah.
4: And exactly. those guys
2: on the Showtime boxing, those guys are trying to make it there, and they are. Yeah, I
1: mean, those, those are great boxing events. You're right. Oh yeah. Those are Waldorf, Oxen Hill, you know, M T M fights.
0: So Christopher McQuarrie, the director of the last two Mission Impossible films, had an offer on the table apparently to direct uh, some Warner Brother D C films. And he decided, eh, I kind of like what I'm doing with Tom Cruise. I'm going to stick around and do two more Mission Impossible sequels. Given the state of the Mission Impossible franchise versus the DC Extended Universe, keep in mind Aquaman just went over a billion dollars. Do you think he made the right call?
3: I mean, Tom Cruise is not going to not make money. I hate the double negative, but he's, he's, he's going to make money. You Know and the mission impossible films, hell, the last two have been great. The last two are probably the best of the series, right? No,
0: so, I, I, mean... I did not like that. Rogue Nation, I mean, Rogue Nation was okay, but it felt like a Tom Cruise mission impossible film where he does where he plays Superman.
3: I like the movie. I'm more... sorry, have you watched any of the mission impossible films? It's Tom Cruise and Superman. That's all yeah, they are.
4: Jump off a worse,
3: helicopter man. to a moving train. I mean, come there on, man. There are some
0: that are worse than others. I mean, geez, what was that? Ninety-five? That was young Tom Cruise. I was, I'll excuse that, but I mean, I Tom agree. Cruise doesn't look like he's in his thirties anymore. He looks like he's in his forties. He's a fifty-year-old yeah. man. I mean, yeah. I mean, well,
4: yeah.
3: I, mean like I dig it. From... I, I dig it, Jeff. But he's still, like I said, the first one. He jumped off a helicopter to a moving train. I mean, it's Tom Cruise, <laughs> Superman. You know what you're getting. I mean, it's not like okay. Right. Yeah, it's, I it's, think yeah, it's
0: what great. it is for me the problem was with some is when the rest of the team sits around and watch Tom Cruise. What's,
2: what's, what's he going to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, going to do? I, I like it's the team movie. aspect when everybody's involved and not just sit around. Ethan, you're so awesome. I can't believe you're doing this, Ethan. I well, like when other people are involved in the mix.
3: I mean, I dig it, but at the, at the same time, it's, it's Tom Cruise's. It's bad robot. It's Tom Cruise. What do you? I you it's not. Yeah, it's not Super Friends. It's Tom Cruise. I mean, I like the movies. I, I, I think he's going for the safe bet because, for what it's worth, he can. What is DC gonna do outside of Aquaman was a hit. Wonder Woman is coming up next. Outside of that, you got Shazam, and then what's next? Is well, the Batman, guys,
0: this this one's for you. The rumors were that he was going to get the Superman films. Well, what?
3: That's gonna be interesting. Word,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, they What's can't the go wrong, dude. They can only go up from here. Get what I, See what I did there.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> they can go up up, <laughs> and away from here. So, hey, <laughs>
1: why not? I'm like, at this point, you can just, you know, I'll, I'll, you can just play some, here's some dice in my hand. I can just shoot some craps on it. Like, let's see who's going to be the director. Anybody's better at this point.
2: But that would have been a good bet, though, that he's already worked. He's had a really good working relationship with Henry Cabal. So if you could get him like, hey Henry, let's 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 come to a better understanding of how we get to exactly. the Superman yeah. radio moving. I, I mean and the reason why Mission Impossible was delayed was because Tom Cruise it he got injured and that's
0: my whole thing. He's not getting younger. And I know it's a strike while he's still youngish, but I mean he he can't keep his schedule free to do Mission Impossible films all the time. And if that's the case What's he going to do in between outside of like, all right, and working on the script? I think really they kind of missed the boat in terms of transitioning the franchise to someone else and maybe have uh, even move into a mentor role. Nah. I mean, they put Jeremy Renner in there as like the young guy. I was like, Jeremy Renner's not that much younger than Tom. Yeah,
1: Jeremy Renner's like, yeah, yeah Jeremy Renner's like got, got five years. <laughs> like, Wait right. a
0: minute, how old is Renner? The, the one with 48. Done. All right. Mm-hmm. I was browsing through and seeing how old Jeremy Renner was. I know he's tied up. We're about to get into this new potential franchise. What do you think about Chris Hemsworth stepping in the Mission Impossible franchise and being like the new guy?
3: Too pretty. Tom Cruise is pretty? Uh, I know. I'm being a jerk. i have just, you know, I, don't I, know.
4: I, I, don't, I just have know. to see
3: it. <laughs> no, I have I'm to not, see it. I don't know. I'm just being a jerk there. I say too pretty, but we talking about Tom Cruise. No, Hemsworth, either one will work. Either one will work.
1: Oh, Leon
2: will work better. I
3: mean, cause I, I Chris know. is
2: either Chris way. is going to be hem- tied up with Mission Impossible, I mean, uh, Men in Black, so maybe that depends uh, on how
0: it does.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. If this is a dud, oh man, that's that's one and done. What like, I think I was what's good
0: about him, he's mm-hmm. been pretty bulletproof, even if he's not in a movie that does well at the box mm-hmm. office. It's like, eh, okay. Because he's always had Thor to fall back on, but I think he has the likable factor.
3: Well, the ladies love looking at him, too.
0: Yeah, and I think he's like that, uh, you know, in that Jason Momoa boat where it's like, yeah, yeah, he's a pretty boy, but dudes think he's cool, too. It's not like he sucks his acting. He's just a pretty boy. Exactly. So let's move on. He not have
3: that douchey thing going either. uh, He seems like a guy you have not pick Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of a film that Chris Hemsworth was involved in, 2016's Ghostbusters, we just got a preview today of Jason Reitman's sequel to the original Ghostbuster films, Mm -hmm. and this apparently is going to be the film that passes the torch Mm -hmm. from the Bill Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Ernie Hudson-era Ghostbusters to the new generation. Now, they kind of... Well, I think what they kind of missed the boat on was they did not do that with the Leslie Jones and Les McCarthy version and instead just kind of acted like, okay, uh, this is a Ghostbusters in its own pocket universe. Right. Wait, What's what? going to make this one work?
3: <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sorry. My,
0: my, Ivan, I, Ivan Reitman directed the first two films. His right. son Jason is directing the new one and they right. already have a t- teaser trailer up for it that you can check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They've been
2: working on bam. this for a while.
0: Like this isn't like Mm -hmm. just some
2: random development. They've actually like they had code names for it in the studio, so he could work on it uninterrupted. Uh So they put. I mean, this isn't just thrown on the wall like a bad idea.
3: But wait a minute, guys. Are we gonna like you said, Jeff, just now? This is separate from the universe in which the Kristen uh, Wig. That that that's totally. This is not that. This is a. Like Ghostbusters 3, basically.
0: Who the heck knows? I mean, it could be one of those deals where they show up, but as of right now, it's a separate property, which is more of a direct sequel to the old ones from the 80s.
3: Yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Maybe there's like All a right. multiverse. Who knows? It's paranormal,
3: <laughs> it's paranormal activity. You never Maybe know. Maybe Barry
0: Allen will come through and fix it for everybody.
3: Okay, so Hopefully. who's in it? Do we know yet? The original cast. Yeah,
1: every one person's dead. I mean, That's one person's so dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Egon's dead. Which could dead. be, you know, you can just have him as a hologram like they do with, like, you know, Tupac and just have him uh, in there as a ghost. There have to be a yeah,
2: reason why band gets back together for Egon's funeral, and then
4: yeah.
2: they have a reason, and then it's like, whatever hijinks comes from that.
3: Dude. Yeah. So it's going to be Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray. Rick Moranis, Annie Potts, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> uh, exactly. uh, All right, and the kid. real quick. Off the and top, the kid. End, mm. who, who, who
0: would be your next generation Ghostbusters?
3: Seth Rogen, Dave Franco. Uh,
0: Ugh, I'm already uninterested.
3: Uh, why not?
0: I'm so over Seth Rogen.
1: Uh, look, yeah, it. I think after the after this is the end or whatever, yeah. I was good. Home
0: look, home it. couldn't take he didn't laugh at a joke on Entourage. I was like, really, dude? You do comedy? How are you gonna be offended about them making fun of you? Uh,
3: like, who oh, knows? Man. I mean, yeah, that happens. I mean, Seth Rogen, Dave Franco, uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I know, I know. Seth Rogen, Kevin Hart, uh, Seth Rogen, Dave. The Frank, Rock. Rogen, Rogen. There, there you Hart. go. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. No. That would be God. ridiculous. Got ourselves a two hundred and fifty million dollar bomb right there. Could you I imagine just... though? Oh no, I got a better one. Go
4: ahead, James. Right. Go ahead, George.
2: Um I'm actually okay with putting in James Franco. Uh because I actually mean like a disaster artist Uh showed he's not just the slapstick guy, he's actually gonna do some stuff, uh not laugh at every one of his jokes. Oh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I can't think of anybody else, and I'm I'm, I'm trying not to jump on anybody when they say some, somebody. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. But
0: right now, a little real Harry. No,
2: no. Uh, oh. I was say now yeah. I, what i mean. Black, black guy. I actually, you know, that's what I'm kind of like, do are we gonna go with a diverse cast? Or are we gonna go with kind of the same makeup like? Yeah, we'll, we'll
0: we'll have a very diverse three white guys and a black guy.
2: I got a better
3: one. I got a better one. Hear me out, y'all.
2: Why not actually have a woman in there? Like, she's uh, Ray's daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, not, so not, it's like, however you want to do that. He's he's married to some nice lady. You know, they, they've been off. So have some, a lady, a woman there. Uh, I don't, I mean, it's like, I mean, just as long as there's, as long as it's diverse, better diverse, and actually has funny, and these guys have some chemistry. I'm, I'm actually
0: cool with it. Okay. Right. Gunner, who you got?
1: Jonah Hill. Oh, yeah. uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Actually playing a gay person. Okay. Oh, uh, I want, I want, oh, uh, I do want Kevin Hart. Yeah. Because
3: why not? Yeah. And that's gate. That's gate right there. And then I want like
1: I do forgot her name. Old girl from Crazy Rich Asians. Aquafina. Um, Aquafina. Yup.
0: We already got Kevin Hart playing a black person. You don't need Aquafina.
1: Why not? This is, we're gonna actually do diversity, not like say we're gonna do diversity.
0: Aquafina Sticks used to be heavily influenced by uh, black culture. That's
3: all I'm saying. Oh, no, she's, I she's dig basically it. bootleg uh, Laquanda or something like that, but, you know.
1: I can dig it. I'm going to leave it. I like this. I like this cast.
3: Kevin Hart. Um, maybe Michael Pena. I think Michael mm-hmm. Pena is hilarious.
0: There we go.
3: Yeah, um, I'm doing a full cast. Michael Pena. That would be hilarious. Danny McBride. Uh, Danny McBride. And God, I'm trying to think of my man. Um,
0: so we're just not going to have any female. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay.
3: No, no, no. Um, I'm thinking Dave Franco for the uh, Rick Moranis character. Or Michael Sarah, now <laughs> police, right? I hate Michael um, Sarah. No, please don't. I love Michael uh, Sarah because he's, like he's just that dork. Ellen Page is a Ghostbuster if she'd be up for it. Or uh, I don't know how funny she is, but I, I I like her. Rose Byrne, I like her a lot. Um, from the I
0: wrote Rose Byrne down too. Yes,
4: she's Rose very funny.
3: Byrne. Um, and I would make the love story centered around her, and um. Maybe her, her. Nah, I think the the love interest would have to be either. I don't know, man. Somebody like Momoa, somebody who who whoever's eye candy that can be funny, male eye candy that can be funny. Channing Tatum. Boom! There it is. Done. Let's let's get it.
0: Kevin Hart doesn't need your stinking Oscars. The upside, another number one film for him, even with all the Oscars controversy people going on Twitter saying how terrible and awful a person he was because he had some tweets to he apologized for years ago. He still is the box office draw. And maybe next to The Rock, there's not another guy who is so guaranteed to kind of open your film outside of the Marvel Studios banner than Kevin Hart. Agree or disagree? Hmm.
3: Agreed. He's made a Agreed. ton of money for Hollywood over five years, dude. Check the numbers.
1: So that's who they're putting up. That's who they're supporting. And then, you know, black people are going to go see it because we don't watch the Oscars and we don't really care about the gay agenda, as they call it. But to be clear, I mean, there's plenty of black folks out there that are like, I don't care.
3: You Mm -hmm. know what I
1: mean? I mean, I'm just calling it realness. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that's just a real thing if you're talking about money. So (laughs) it's unfortunate, but, you know, hey, that's 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 kind of
3: how how,
1: it is what it is on that one. But, and then you got the cats that, you know, or just like, well, Kevin Hart's still funny. I'm
0: still but gonna you know, watch the him. interesting thing the over with the upside too. is that that's not his traditional slapstick exactly. comedic thing. It's more of a dramatic nah. comedy. So that's, that's a nice sign he's for him. He's, over. Number, he's number one. And it's not just doing the same old
3: ah, and,
0: Kevin Hart but right?
3: When you looked at the previews and not and nothing, it is January. It's not like there's a ton out there. This was probably outside of Aquaman, it's, which is still playing, surprisingly. It's still your best bet.
0: No, Devon, it was actually a bit of an upset because going into the weekend, they all had but assumed that Aquaman was going to take the box off his crown for a fourth week, which Lord is damn. huge for any film,
3: yeah. but
0: especially for a DC film. So the upside, they had estimated low. And it actually came up higher than they anticipated. And top mm-hmm. on that, they haven't been doing a ton of advertising for this. I mean, they you really have You didn't see a lot of commercials for it during, you know, playoff mm-hmm. football games, uh, which would be a traditional kind of Kevin Hart marketplace. And he mm-hmm. wasn't all over the circuit. I mean, he was doing some stuff, you know, his his work and promoting, but he wasn't out there like you normally see Kevin Hart hustling to promote his. Oh songs.
3: yeah, he's on everything when he's promoting. But I think, like yeah, you said, he's Jeff- a low key controversy from the oscars thing hurt those comments that kind of hurt the promo for the movie i don't know if that worked in its favor or not i don't i don't know but wow that's big win for him big win for him i mean it's
1: not just him too don't forget who the co-star
3: is
4: good (laughs) right right I
0: i think we've seen it kevin hart with anybody i mean what was that the wedding planner I mean, he. it doesn't matter who his co-star is, outside of maybe The Rock, because that just means they make more money together. Yeah, he's, he's a draw, and I don't know, I mean, I don't feel like people have gone to movies to see a Brian Cranston film. Like, he did Trumbo, but I don't feel like he's done a lot of stuff where people are like, oh man, did you see that Brian Cranston film? So, yeah. I mean, outside of people who are watching Breaking Bad, there's not like that demand to go see him on the big screen. And I think that's that $19 million yeah, is yeah. largely attributable to Kevin Hart.
3: Yeah, because he's not, he's critical acclaim. He's not, like, for example, a lot of, I hate to say but a lot of black folks and say, you know, I got to see that new Brian Cranston movie.
0: All right, Javon, you mentioned the uh, uh, people apologizing and the apology tour. So we've got, an, you know, it's been a full, what, four or five days since last time we spoke on air about the R. Kelly controversy and surprisingly, a few more people have spoken out saying we had no idea that R. Kelly was this terrible person. We didn't know this when we decided to record or have him do a song for us. So the new list of people who decided they want nothing to do, they want the record scrubbed of R. Kelly and, and their music. The Let's see. Celine Dion, Who's, who's probably the only person on this list who can, can go, hey, I've got a career. And Lady Gaga, of course, who can go, I, I don't need to worry about anything, R. Kelly. I got enough songs on my playlist that this won't yeah. matter. We got Chance the Rapper, and he's another one. Sierra also joined the tour. But my favorite, by far, the Pussycat Dolls.
1: Right. Right, Wow.
0: Because, because are they they're making the most
1: irrelevant
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're trying to latch on like your boy Omarion. Like, hey, yep. look, I am here. Have you heard an album or a song one from the Pussycat doll since two thousand six? Uh
3: no. other than don't you wish? I don't remember Dude, anything that else. Was like say. a
0: decade ago. I
3: mean that was it, a solid more than a decade yeah, ago, right? Man,
0: that was a minute ago. And they're they're still so relevant.
3: Like the Damn. Yeah, I was like, y'all
0: funny, but yeah, I I just think it's. And then I read this really good column in Rolling Stone today, and it was like, we don't need to applaud the apologists or the R. Kelly people who are now apologizing for collaborating with him. And it's just like, yeah, absolutely not.
3: No, screw them. Screw them. They knew what they were getting in bed with. I mean, look, look it. I'll give you a perfect example. I want anybody who's listening, and I want all my brothers right now. Go online, all of y'all, and and, and look at the AJ, the Aaliyah, AJ nothing but a number album cover. <laughs> and just re- right. read the album right. Read the name of this say, AJ, nothing but a number. And who's creeping in the background? Right. Oh, he's not of, like, he is
4: of focus.
3: He's not so He's out of focus. Right? Um, look at, like Dame Dash coming out here and saying all this, that, and the other. Hey, Dame, all that Harlem hoop-dee-woo you talk, and this is directly at Dame Dash, you talk all that garbage about this, that, and the other, Harlem this, and it's not even about Harlem, but you portray yourself as that dude, right? If Aaliyah felt that kind of way, if it was this kind of tensional or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, and you felt this kind of way about that dude, then why are you doing your Dame Dash dance holding bottles in the, uh, fiesta video why are you in the you're so sexy video with him and twister that had nothing to do with jay-z come on dude you're full of garbage you're full of garbage and the opportunists and that's what look i'm not defending r kelly and i will say that again
0: absolutely not
3: absolutely not but these people are opportunists lady gaga did you feel this way before after he mounted you on the desk as the president in that performance you gave i mean does anybody remember that well, R. Kelly basically mounted her. Did together? Yeah, there's a I performance. Gunner, there's a performance where he he basically dry humped Lady Gaga on the desk on a desk as the president.
0: The mm-hmm. well, so the author of this article is Britney Spanos, so definitely check it out. It's called "We Don't Need to We Don't Need to, Appla- Don't Need to Applaud the Convenient Apologies."
4: Thank exactly.
1: you. Exactly. because you. It is Man. starting to get annoying. I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, Sierra. I saw that one. I'm like, first of all. That might have been your best like slow jam. damn.
0: What song is that?
1: <laughs> uh, The Promise? Promise.
0: Oh. Promise. And they
1: put they put their foot in that song. It yeah. did. Yeah.
2: So for all these apologists, have any of them given to all the proceeds of the money that they made from those albums to women's health groups? Uh child, Hello. child poverty? Oh if the oh. answer's no, then shut up. I mean they I mean, Gaga like,
0: has not removed her song with Christina Aguilera replacing r kelly which they say on the voice so she hasn't removed that version of the song so uh,
4: I, I don't
2: know. Yeah, so if you if you are if you're not if you you, you want to say hey i i, I was in bed and I, I don't want to use that metaphor but if i if i know yeah. who i'm i'm messing with <laughs> so i'm gonna make all this money from yourself oh my gosh i am so sorry like if you're saying here i am so sorry i made all this money there's any of these i mean like the pussycat dolls like Y'all y'all haven't made an album in 10 years. So if you want to donate your last $100,000, because that's the one that Barkellen made, then I would applaud you.
3: Since you're going to be on the cross.
2: Yeah, If you want to go destitute, because you say, hey, I actually take a stand. This is what I did. I I believe he was wrong. And I didn't have any idea who this dude was before. So now that I know what this is, I'm giving him all, all my money. Away. If you do that, I will applaud you. For somebody J- who's like, oh, my God. I I just took I take that money I pluck no you don't do, you don't deserve anything.
0: Uh, Marvel Studios decided once again to rock shock everybody with their Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Now there are some issues that people had because like, hey, wait, you're spoiling the Spider-Man makes it in Avengers, which I mean, come on, kind of was gonna happen. So let's just focus and pay attention. And um, this trailer like every other marvel studios trailer really had me excited for the film that's the third one coming from marvel studios and its partnership with sony pictures and jake gyllenhaal shows up rocking the mysterio outfit we even see the the big fishbowl in in uh on the costume in live action and seeing mysterio do his thing was pretty cool i am um, very excited about this one. Not at my Avengers in-game level, but definitely right up, right along those lines. Jace, what do you think about it? I, I am shocked that
2: Spider-Man survived in-game. Okay, maybe not. Uh, I, I no. My thing is, I, I really like. I, I like seeing that Nick Fury's in there, like to extra remind you, hey, even though he's part of the later guys, he's still connected to the Avengers. So I thought, I thought that was really smart on their part. I, I, I mean that, that trailer gets you excited. I mean it's just like oh, Spider-Man's rocking. Was that a black costume? What's, what's he in all black for? Is Venom coming in? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh so I mean, hey, you might you might find a symbiote in uh, Thanos's world. I mean you never know. Uh, so but, Dasham looks I mean like good. Uh, I, I I'm once again, I think Sony and Marvel did it right. They they were smart enough to say, hey, I can make we can make so much more money using your Spider-Man and not some derivative character who's like Spider-Man. Let's all just make this money here, and you you can be part of us. You can you can get some money. You can make some stand. I mean, we can do much better things than how it took so long for Fox to finally realize that they should never be in the X-Men business since they never had any idea about the characters. So once again, I'm actually very. I I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, like that's actually capitalism working to me. Like Sony and Marvel, just like, hey, we let's make some money. Let's make some another good Spider-Man movie, and I'm sure most most people who, wanted, who saw that trailer were excited about what they saw.
0: Gunnar, what do you think?
1: I'm super excited. Happy to see it. Nick Fury's in it. It's wonderful. I mean, you know, people. <laughs> But isn't it spoiling in game? Okay, y'all need to. This is that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, come on, guys. If you didn't think this was gonna fix itself, one, like if anything spoiling in game, it's called a comic book in 1991 called Infinity Gauntlet. Read it, let it go. Come on, like you know everything's fine. Oh, um, so yeah, it's cool. I love it. Um, what else? That, like Mysterio. I mean, I was like, okay, I'm convinced. Jake kill all Mysterio. Cool. Done. Right. Um. The MJ character, you know what I mean. I'm curious to see where they're going with that. Um, I guess the next movie after this huge success, because it will be, um, will be what they're in college now or something. I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it.
0: Yeah, and who he's gonna fight? Apparently, Tom Holland wanted Jason Momoa to play Craven the Hunter.
1: Ooh, that would have been that would have been good.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs>
1: Like, that yeah, would've been home. dope. Yeah,
0: I can't even see Damn. anybody else playing craven now. It's like yeah, that'd be great. Man, man why, why really just went through that process too? <laughs> it's like, jeez. I mean, really, it's yeah. like, uh, that
2: dude doesn't. I mean, he's big enough, got the hairs. Like, man, who else y'all got in Hollywood like that? Man, come God.
3: Maybe The Rock. I think that it's, it's been
0: a while since Scorp- Scorpion King.
3: Yeah, so, it's we, yeah. we got that we got the taste of that out of our mouths.
0: Yeah, it's funny how Rock has this kind of old young look going right now. Like his his skin is is stretched a little tight in his face. He's old, but you know he's still in super crazy shape.
3: Oh, Jeff, he's not old.
0: He's 40, no, I mean, 40, he, 46. He was Hollywood old.
3: Yeah, you're right. Sorry, he's yeah. Hollywood old. Yeah, but
1: he could he could play a good Craven. Man, but I think after Jason Malone would be the perfect, unfortunately, another franchise has him for now. I got a well, question. I mean,
0: he kicked his thing Luckily, off, you man, did. So it was I'm good. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was good. It was definitely
3: good. I, I, I got a question for y'all. Off topic from this. You just said something, Jeff. Hollywood old, right? And this is going to start another conversation, but really quickly. Isn't Idris Elba... Hollywood old, or too Hollywood old to play James Bond right now at this stage?
0: I think it just oh. depends on the role. Yeah. So, like, as an action hero, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is a li- he's, like, really starting to push on to that limit in terms of the roles that he does. Uh, yeah. So, like, Robert Downey Jr. can play Iron Man because he's wearing a suit of armor, and he right. can do that. Don Chita but looks the- a little old to be oh, in that yeah. suit of armor he looks a little slight and sickly. Um,
4: <laughs> he, does. he does. I mean, like Evans that's true,
2: obviously. <laughs> like, Roadie was like, "Hey, bro, I thought you're supposed to be in the military, like in shape at all, man." <laughs> he's in shape,
0: it's just like then. But so, the Rock,
3: the Rock, still looks like a damn Transformer.
0: He does. He absolutely does. It's just, um, he's. You know, The, the Rock's problem, quote-unquote, was he did a lot of films that were crappy when he was young. Yeah,
4: yeah. And
0: now that he's, like, the biggest superstar, I kind of wish he looked like he did then. You know, because maybe it's the balding thing. I think him being bald kind of makes him look older. There, that's Yeah. Maybe-
4: Maybe, like I can't yeah. think of another
0: action hero, or, you know, any of those Marvel dudes who are bald that look young. Like Don't Vin you know, Diesel manages to still look. Vin Diesel's
3: fifty, easy fifty.
4: But
0: he's always kind of looked like that, and we haven't seen Vin Diesel, right. you know, with hair.
4: With, right. a star
0: with hair.
3: Well, um, but Idris Alba,
0: he doesn't need to do too much outside of doing a little running, aiming a pistol, shocking up with some some well, ladies.
3: Somebody else, James too right. Like it he does it Luther, and James Mine. Right. And
1: he how does that in thought? Luther. Like, watch Luther. So yeah, he's been you know, he's he's good there too. So
3: I mean, I, but old Grizzly, old cop. But yeah, but the what was the last season of Luther? Sixteen? Seventeen? I
1: don't know. Yeah, then they did those it, little two episodes. Yeah. Right. For 17.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering coming out with a movie, by the way. Oh, I know that's gonna be dope. I mean, I'm it's yep. not a knock on a drizzle, but a drizzle is pushing 50. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Man, that, I need you to pronounce 50. his name differently.
3: Whatever. I mean, I'm not his girlfriend, you know, I'm not his girlfriend, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> String a bell. How about that? Let's keep it there. Right.
0: Uh, the big one for this week is M. Night Shyamalan's follow up completion of yes, his sure. Unbreakable. I think it's Unbreakable. That's it, right? Yeah. Unbreakable Trilogy. Glass. And this one uh, brings Samuel L. Jackson, James McAvoy, and Bruce Willis all in the same movie, interacting and playing off each other. I've already seen the film. I will not spoil anything, but I will answer questions you all have. But I have one for y'all first. Are you excited about this film? What are you hoping to see in it?
1: I'm excited. This was, like, yeah, I was like, oh, 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 we're bringing this up. You know, it is time for that kind of sequel. I can see that happening now. Like, what happened to them then? The kids probably all grown up. You know, Bruce Willis' kid in you know, that movie was all grown up, so who knows what happened there. They're in some kind of asylum. How did they get there? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, ooh, what's going on? And then they become, you know, real comparable characters in that ever since, um, according to the preview. So I'm like, oh. I can see this. I just want to know what the M 9 Shyamalan is gonna twist is gonna be. Cause I actually <laughs> feel like this is gonna be a good one, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like with Split, it was like, oh, this is actually, a, oh, he really is a monster. Oh, okay, cool, I can dig it. <laughs> but, but it, it's it's. I finally watched it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, so is it gonna be bad? Is it gonna be good? I guess that's my question to you. Is it good? Do you think it's good? I think it's good, and my picker's pretty good about it, but M. Night Shyamalan sometimes screws me over. He's like the only director that really screws me over when I think it's going to be good, and it's like, nah. Like Lady in the Water, I'm always good at that one.
0: (laughs) All right, so I'm going to hedge my response um, somewhat. So I think this is one I'm going to need to see without having expectations of what it should be going at um now james mcavoy is great i think he yeah, you know we've seen samuel jackson and bruce willis play wrinkles of these characters in like 12 different films but mcavoy what he's doing is really special like he, he he totally goes into these different personalities and you're watching him as he switches and it's like, Oh wow. Okay. I buy that. He's a woman. Now I buy that. He's a nine year old boy. I buy that. He's this wannabe to be rapper tough guy teen. I mean, he's all these transformations he does without really changing anything outside of how his, you know, outside of his physical stature and posture, he really sells and drives this movie. I kind of thought that split was his feature focus film, but actually to me, he kind of steals the show in glass. Um, Also, so when Unbreakable, I was looking because I was thinking about this. Unbreakable came out in 2000. So if you really think about when that showed up, M. Night Shyamalan was actually real cutting edge. Like he he knew where this trend was going with comic book films. Like he was really ahead of his time. Like in 2000, the only film we had was Blade at that point. So, I mean, so the stuff that he's talking about in Unbreakable, like if you watch it lately, he's like introducing people to comic books and it's like this really fascinating thing to look at because it's like man he was doing stuff that now people would be like oh yeah yeah, and i think he's still to some extent carrying the theme from 2000 so in in 2019 it's like yeah okay we already know that we've seen like what 50 40 marvel dc films we got that we're good you don't have to walk us and hold our hands with it anymore. Cause like in one scene, he's like, did you know in the first action comics, Superman didn't even fly? And he's like, yeah, man, we all knew that now. I mean, people who didn't read action comics and knew nothing about Superman back in 2000 know all that stuff. And so I think there's some moments where he's still kind of in that whole, check this out, I'm about to blow the audience's mind about comic books. And that's not the case anymore. So I think it's it's kind of different in that. End. Do you think
2: it, without you don't have to, this should be pretty spoiler free, but if you were to watch these three movies together would would it tell a really good story in conclusion.
0: So my biggest problem with class without going into spoiling too much is not so much how it ends, but I feel like for a trilogy you need a different kind of payoff now jace and i were able to go on monday to check out a special double feature that dc or warner brother home animation did with fathom events and i love that they actually make their movies available where you can go to your local movie theater and see them on the big screen because these are small screen films and you're never really going to see them on a big screen unless they do something special like this. So, uh, this time they did a double feature of the death of Superman and reign of Superman and reign of the Superman. And it was really cool watching death of Superman. Probably my favorite of the Warner brother home animation films on the big screen. It was just as good. Uh, and, and, you know, it was like, wow, what a cool experience watching this with a bunch of, uh, comic book heads reign of the supermen picks up from exactly where we left off superman's dead and now four pretenders to the cape are running around with various claims that they're actually superman and so jason and i are watching this and i'm thinking like wow the the death of superman was so great because they really stayed pretty true to the comic book inspiration. And that was eight issues. And uh basically that story is Superman deals with Doomsday as he comes and starts mauling everybody and destroys Metropolis and then ultimately kills Superman. And I thought the movie in some regards did a better job because they started they fleshed out more things like Lois and Clark's relationship. Uh should he or should he not tell her about his secret identity? And they have the A-list Justice League on hand to fight Doomsday as opposed to a bunch of second stringers. And they've got the real Lex Luthor in the mix. And he's also trying to uh, deal with his house arrest and try to get over on Superman. So a lot of cool flying or a lot of cool elements involved here. And I thought the one thing, um, no, I mean, it was just, it was, it was really good. I didn't, I didn't think the changes they made were bad. I agreed with pretty much all of them, except for the line where Lex Luthor says, I'm Lex Luthor, I'm supposed to win. So Reign of the Superman, that was a long setup to say Reign of the Superman drastically has to do some different things from the comic book source material. Uh, Namely, you can't have one of these characters nuking a city, which causes Green Green Lantern to go crazy and become a bad guy. That doesn't work in the context of <laughs> this Warner Brother home animation universe, unless they're going to do like a whole big deal, which is kind of unnecessary. So it makes sense to streamline and shorten that storyline. And uh, I think what they did was really cool with their switch on that level. There's one thing that I was like, eh, this is getting too much like the other one, but. All in all, I really, really liked it. They did uh, the different Superman justice. Uh, Steel was great. Superboy was as advertised. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these characters show up in other movies down the road. Hopefully, the success of these two films will convince DC that, hey, we can do more films that don't just focus on Batman. Because I'd like to see these uh, characters showing showing up in a new Superman film. Um. Action was just as good as Death of Superman. Uh Jace, what, did, what were your thoughts on it, man? I'm, I'm ambling on, but what did you think about it?
2: Okay. The truth is, especially seeing them as a double feature, it is not as good as Reign of the Superman. I mean, uh, Death of Superman. The main reason is Death of, Death of Superman had great drama. I mean, it was characters and like when Superman actually fell I mean, as much as like you had a bunch of dudes in our theater like on their cell phones. When Superman died, it was all everybody's head was. You could see just everybody was like, don't look, don't say that, don't look at nobody. Okay, I, I'm not gonna cry for an animation, but you know, I mean, you, you saw you saw everybody kind of like stiffen up stiffen up their spines. They 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 felt that drama. This one doesn't have it. I mean, it's it's just this one doesn't have it. This is more an action movie to get back to Superman. And it's more of
0: a mystery, too. Yeah.
2: And and I think it's because you know where this is going to eventually lead. I mean, like, well, you don't know exactly, because it it does throw, like you said, with the, if you read the comic, or even, like, even me, I remember certain elements of this comic. Like, I remember Parallax. It basically is a start of Parallax story, which is stupid I mean it was it was not a good reason for the Justice League messed up Hal Jordan for years and Jeff Johns finally had their and like when he took over he basically was like yeah that, that couldn't happen that was just a complete waste of a character uh, you could make new characters to be a bad guy and I liked how how they, they tied it in with kind of all the other Justice League movies um, the, the, the the animation was good the voice I, I the voice acting was really good I actually liked because as much as I, I, I praise DC, um, I guess, uh, DC uh, Universe, the one problem is when they have like black and minority actors, they'll tend to use the same person and then just try and have them sh- change up their voice just slightly. And one time it's really bad when in uh, Young Justice where you have the same actor basically talking to himself. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. You're not gonna, I mean, just ask another guy in the, in the room to help you out with that. I mean but this one they actually has like you got there's like a scene with like maybe like three or four black guys in there not not specifically black guys but you're like oh i know their voice oh it's like oh it's phil lamar that's i mean and, and i don't think phil lamar's in there but you had you had the diversity which uh, i I liked uh yeah i like the how thing I, I also said the super will work very well on uh titans i think that that's gonna be a good thing uh like he he he'll fit in there and that'll be fun to see. Uh, but like I said, it's it's not as good. And I actually think you should watch this double feature, and then you'll be like, but just, I think you will still enjoy. It. I think it's anybody who picked it up on uh, digital today will be surprised. I mean, we'll we'll enjoy. It. I mean, I, I don't know if it'll probably make uh, your top ten this year, Jeffrey, but I I, I think it was definitely worth picking up.
0: is that special time of the week, guys. Who's your nominees brought to you by Wendy's uh this special week? Who's your nominees for game ah. the week? Uh Gunner, why don't you go ahead?
1: Well, I mean, yeah. The the hamburglar himself, ham deburger, however he tweeted and spelled it himself. Uh Donald J. Trump again, uh, Mr. President of this crazy era. Um yeah, he is a walking metaphor as a fast food dish on a silver platter, and just shuffled around on a silver platter. That's literally a metaphor for Donald Trump's life. He's just garbage to eat, shouldn't eat it, and he's just been, you know, just presented to us on this silver platter as this thing to look up to, this, this. This, this billionaire, you know, art of the deal guy, when he really probably isn't as successful as you would think. Um, you, you should, be. especially given, you know, that daddy always bills him out. So I'm always, you know, apparently this dude, he's going to throw this huge state dinner for the national champions, college football. And when they come here, blaming it on the shutdown because no one was working. He, instead of, you know, going down the street to wh- whatever he uses for room service at his own hotel down the street in Washington, D.C., he just hollers at McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, whatever, right? And <laughs> throws it all on a silver platter. I saw the funniest <laughs> meme ever today, finally. Oh, my gosh. this uh, you know If you know the picture, he's just presenting himself as, like, the hamburger. And <laughs> Ronald McDonald himself. In front of this whole silver platter fast food plate whatever and it said this is this is when time travelers come to the future see the picture and know they effed up <laughs> and go back and try hey, to fix it <laughs> and that's exactly what it is
3: i yelled laughed on a metro train this morning and people looked at me like i had lost my mind like i was the one with the bomb it that was, that was hilarious and accurate. Like, can you imagine if you would have thought, let's say, in 1997, you found time travel. Right. And, yeah, you, you did what you did, and you fast-forwarded to 2019.
4: What did I do? <laughs> I mean, I, I, what butterfly
1: were, did I step on? I gonna say, what, do y'all
4: remember?
2: what did I do? do? No, do y'all remember that meme like the, like, uh, from the Trump Tower? Where Kanye's in, and the brothers were like, No, I think that actually was time travel. I think we just actually saw it, and that was the one time it actually was like that was a butter, was it a 12 monkeys? Like that literally was the actual photo. We just wow. didn't know what was happening. Oh, wow! I mean, that was literally it
1: 12 Monkeys
3: stuff right there. Yeah, you're right, mind, man. Wow, like so, he just blew my mind.
4: Like, I, I mean, <laughs> 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 that,
2: that was just like. If you're, there is no way, if you're worth billions of dollars, you can't hire a chef who is aligned with your political views to make you a state dinner.
3: Like, that is just, dollars.
2: Like, that's just like, I mean, like, seriously, like, there was no, I not mean, I'm not even just like, if Obama did that, that would have been like, they would have just rightfully it, just dragged him, him through the
3: mud. him. They would have And I would
2: have been like, yeah, you're right. All right, I, I, that's just yeah,
4: that, 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 that's inexcusable. Like
2: yeah, but this is like this dude says like oh, I'm worth billions. Like God, you can't fly your chef from you know your hotel in New York and have him work. Please. Like come
3: on. He's not worth billions. That's why he wants a five billion dollar wall so he could steal <laughs> three billion of it. <laughs> right. Hey,
4: uh,
2: hey, I got I got a detailed plan for one place. Hey, what are you gonna do with the other three?
3: Don't worry about. <laughs>
1: don't
4: worry about.
1: Now I did hear a rumor. Now I haven't heard it. I haven't seen any substantial, actual, like, any actual journalists or anybody write this. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's out there, but I just haven't seen it, right? Like, apparently, like the Clemson players were like, "Yeah, we don't really get McDonald's or anything, because you know they, you know, they got to stick with their regimen or whatever," which I think is a bunch of. Bull crap, because I know college students anyway and I'm like, I don't care if you're athlete or not every now and then you're going to have a fry right so, <laughs> so so yeah that's what I heard like that's what they wanted so that's what he did I've heard that only from like a couple of posts here and there so I haven't seen an actual like substantial news site or anybody like see that for real I just want to throw that out there on the air just in case it's actually true <laughs> I doubt it though
4: yeah, no so
1: dummy of the week for even yeah. doing it because it, it's just a bad look you know what I mean I mean that's just a bad look regardless
0: your boy Michael Strahan said hey guys I'll treat you yeah. to a lobster dinner uh to celebrate your championship it's kind of bad when you have an ex-football player slash good morning America host one-upping someone's president, the
3: president yeah <laughs> even Aisha Curry yeah. Steph Curry's wife said I'll cook y'all a bit a better dinner then what you got out of the White House. <laughs> I would go to that dinner. I would. And
1: you know what? She could probably cook because she's really into that gender role situation. So she could
3: probably actually cook. Yeah. If you watch her drink, she'd throw down, man. Yes, yeah. sir.
0: Yes, sir. Well, I guess that'll do it, man. This, this I think it's going to be a hard one. I mean, this is what our third well, week here. And this dude is putting up a wall around that dummy of the week.
3: Oh, he's an MVP. I do have a hero of the week because, like I said, we got enough dummies and we got the biggest jackass in the world sitting down at 60 on a fan. My hero of the week is Chef Jose Andres, who for his work in Puerto Rico may win a Nobel. He may be in a nominee for Nobel Prize. Um, Jimmy Fallon also for uh, bringing Puerto Rico some love. Um. All my Boricua, all 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 the Puerto Ricans right now, big up because you got Lin Manuel Miranda bringing um, Hamilton, one of the biggest plays in the last thirty years um, to Puerto Rico, and he's reprised his his lead role. But Chef Jose Andres because he's feeding feds right now out of his pocket. He's feeding (laughs) furlough feds right now. Uh, The pop up kitchens over there in the Archives Navy Memorial. Where? Amen. Yeah, dude is dope. I, 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 I read some about what his his, his work uh, outside of you know being a celebrity chef and all of that, but his humanitarian work, man. This dude's a chef. While Gordon Ramsay yells at some poor kid making $10 an hour who's just trying to become a sous chef in some garbage restaurant in his neck of the woods, Chef Andres, Jose Andres, is actually doing something to benefit people. So we need to we need to spend more attention looking at what this guy's doing and supporting him. He's my hero of the week, most definitely.
0: And with that, we're gonna call this episode a rap. It's time for you guys to get your tickets for glass. And uh, make sure to check out my review on livesmoviefiles.com. Fellas, thanks for rolling as always. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Lives Movie Files has been found.